0: Well, good morning. How we doing? I hope everyone is doing well today. I hope you can hear me. I hope you can see me. Um, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn with me to Acts chapter four. Uh, that's where we're going to be at this morning. Um, I do want to say another thanks to these three guys who are, uh, doing the worship, who are handling the children's sermon, who are taking their time to come up here and be a part of this. And I'm so very thankful for them. Um, continue praying for us uh we do have a strategy in place of how we are going to come back together eventually um but right now we're just going to continue doing what we are doing until it's safe to come back okay but um acts chapter 4 verse 36 that's where we're going to be at. Just two verses this morning. Title of my sermon is Generosity of the Believer. We're looking at Barnabas. This is the first time we see him in the New Testament. Luke is introducing him here. And so we're going to take a look at who Barnabas is just a little bit. And so if you're there, say word, click like, click the care button, you know, whatever you want to click. Uh, just uh, let us know that you're there. Acts four thirty-six and 37. So here we go. It says this, Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Let's pray. Father God, we are so thankful for your word. We are so thankful for who you are. And God, as we go through this time, help us to see why we as believers should be generous like Barnabas, like you. And so, God, I pray that you would open up our eyes to the truth that you have for us. We are so thankful for the worship that we've been able to have. It's not the same as gathering together. But, Lord, we're thankful for technology where we can get this in, into people's homes. We are thankful for these men that are here and that are serving. And, and, God, we just pray that you would eradicate this virus, that you would help bring us back to where we can come back together again. We anticipate that day. We ask all this in your son's precious name, we pray. Amen. All right. So growing up, I played basketball. It doesn't look like it, but I did. Uh, I mean, what what else does a six foot four guy do except duck from head rafters and all those kind of things and play basketball? Um, I was the second tallest person in my grade. Um, and so obviously they put me in the center And that's what I played. I had to put my hands up and make sure I was able to block the ball. I didn't do a good job. But one of the best advice I had ever received in playing basketball was from my dad. My dad played basketball all throughout his school years and and all throughout throughout high school from what I I am aware of. And um, the best advice that he ever gave me was to not be greedy with the ball, but to pass the ball. Uh, being willing to give up to ball the ball to be generous with it so that the team can score now when I was given that advice I thought that the advice was given to me because everybody else on the team was better than me and I should just let them shoot the ball but all all in all a team that passes the ball that is generous with the ball that team succeeds mostly and so we see that I mean if you're an NBA guy if you like to watch basketball college basketball is what I like to watch A team that passes the ball tends to be able to handle the ball better. Well, today I want to look at why believers are to be a generous people. Uh, the The truth of it being for basketball teams is the same for churches. We as believers are to be a generous people. And we're going to be looking at this by looking at a new character in the New Testament known as Barnabas. Now, we're going to see more of Barnabas later throughout this. He is he is one of Luke's heroes. Luke likes to write about Barnabas and we're going to look at, at him more later. But if Luke could give us one verse that sums up Barnabas for us, it would be Acts eleven twenty four, 24. And it says this, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Now, Barnabas, according to Daryl Bach, one of my commentaries, he says Barnabas cares for the poor gives of his resources, welcomes Paul when others are skeptical, encourages Paul in ministering alongside of him, leads a mission in a way that takes the initiative of engagement and testifies about the work of God to those outside and within the community. Barnabas is a man of God that a lot of believers should see as an example. And so today we're going to look at him as an example of generosity. Because as as what we just read, Barnabas was a generous man. He sold a field, gave it to the church so that the church can give it to the needy. Now, my challenge through this message for you is to follow the example of Barnabas in his generous nature. Just as Barnabas is generous, so should we. Now, here's the main idea that I want to get across to you today. It's this. I'll click it through the scripture. There you go. Because we are given much, we should give much. Because we are given much, we should give much. Believers should be a generous people. And Barnabas shows us why here as we look at these two verses. So first we see, number one, believers should be generous because of what Christ did. This whole passage here in Acts 4, verses 32 through 37, the church is there being a people, a generous people because of what Christ has done. They are witnesses of the resurrection. They have they've been transformed by the gospel. And so they are a generous people with their things and their money and they're willing to do whatever it takes to fulfill the needs of each other. I came home one day. I brought flowers home for for my wife and I handed them to her. Nothing fancy. A few daisies, which are her favorite um, and some other fillers within there. And she picked them up. She smelled them. And she looked at me and she said, aw, thanks, honey. You didn't have to. And I looked deep into her beautiful hazel eyes. She'll say they're blue or green. They're not. They're hazel. And I responded with this. I said, sweetie, you're my wife and it's my duty to bring you flowers. Now, if that was a true story, if that was a true story, and I really responded with that statement, listen, I do bring my wife flowers, but not because of duty. Okay. But if I really responded with that, do you think my wife would have enjoyed the flowers? Absolutely not. She would have seen these flowers as something that I had to do, not as something that I wanted to do. And this is how we tend to act when it comes to giving and generosity. We tend to see it as an act of obligation, an act of duty. We have to give because we are Christians. We have to give because I'm supposed to love. We have to give because we are supposed to give. And because of these things, we should give. That's not what we're saying here. Giving is not as an act of duty. A believer's giving is a response to Christ giving. It's a response to Christ's love for us. We give because Christ gave. Barnabas sells his property and he gives it to the church and he gives it to those in need. Now, here's the thing. Barnabas didn't have to do this. This is not something he was forced to do. Barnabas voluntarily, willingly gave his property, sold his property to give it to the church. He willingly gave just as Christ willingly gave his life on the cross. He gave in response to Christ giving his life. He gave because of what Christ has done, because of what Christ did. A believer's generosity, a Christian's generosity, listen, is an expression of the gospel. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians eight, nine, he says, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. Now, this is not a prosperity message. We're going to talk more about that here in just a minute. But what we see here is that Jesus gave everything so that we could have him. Jesus gave everything so that we could have him. He gave his life. He gives us his righteousness so that we may be reconciled to the Father. And he gives us himself as our treasure. Oh, the grace and the generosity of the Savior. Do you see that? Do you see that Christ is generous? And our generosity should be an expression of what Christ has done. We don't deserve any of it, but he did it anyway out of love. A generous, sacrificial, radical type of love. Barnabas gives what he gave because he has been given the greatest treasure, an eternal treasure, Jesus Christ. We give because Christ gave. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 19 through through 21, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in, in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Listen to verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Do you want to live in a way that builds up earthly rewards? Do we, do we not give because we want to save? Because we want to keep it to ourselves? Because we want the bigger house or the nicer car? Or do we want to live in a way that builds up heavenly rewards? We can be so stingy with our money because of our trust in it. We can be afraid to give it away because we have things that we want to pay for. But Jesus is asking a question here. He's asking, where is your treasure? So where is it? Is it in your possessions? Is it in your house? Is it in your car? Is it in your clothes? Is it in your technology? Or is it in Christ? Barnabas gives because he shows how his things don't have a hold on him, but that Christ has a hold on him. He shows us that that, that his things do not have him. See, God is, God is okay with us having things, but God doesn't want things to have us. That's where treasure is, where his treasure is, Barnabas'. It's in the sinless, spotless son of God who was radically generous to give himself. What Barnabas shows us all throughout Acts is who he he is as a godly and encouraging man. He is a man who knows how much he's been given. Do you, Christian, know how much you've been given? Do you understand what Christ has done for you? If you truly knew how much you've been given by Christ, it would change how you give to others. We should be generous because of what Christ did, because he was generous to give his life. But not only that, we should also be generous because believers should be generous because of what Christians are to do. Not only because of what Christ did, but because of what Christians are to to do. Let's go back to the illustration of of giving my wife flowers. What as a husband am I supposed to have done in that situation? Was I supposed to respond with, no, honey, I did this because it's my duty as your husband to give you flowers? Or should I have responded with, Honey, I did this because I love you and I delight in you. See, as a husband, we should delight in our wives and we should give these things and be generous to our wives and to our kids because of our delight in them. I should be generous and loving to my wife because of my love for my wife. Now, we recently looked at how generosity, how our generosity is an expression of the gospel of Christ's love for us. Now, let's look at how our generosity is an expression of our love for Christ. As believers, as Christians, our love for Christ is shown in our Christ likeness. We are called to grow and obey and to look more and more like Jesus. Philippians 2, 5 through 8, Paul says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself By taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Just as Christ was sacrificial in his generosity, so should we be. And we not only see this example in Jesus, but we see it in Barnabas in Acts 4.37. Look at it. He says that Barnabas sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet. This is this is property. This makes a man wealthy to have property. And he ends up selling it to give it to the church. Out of his love for Jesus, he was willing to sacrifice what he has in order to serve those in need of the church. Proverbs fourteen thirty one. it says this. Whoever opposes a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. See, Barnabas is honoring God by giving what he has. Now, listen, let's be real. I'm not telling you to, to sell your house and give it to the church. I'm not telling you to go homeless. We don't think Barnabas went homeless here. We think Barnabas may had extra property, extra family land that he ended up selling and giving to the church. Barnabas has common sense here. We're not to put ourselves in that type of predicament. But what I am saying is, is do you have a heart like Barnabas, a heart like Christ, where you know you can be generous, radically generous, Here's the thing. We're giving back what God has given us. Everything you own, everything you have, the house you live in, that car that you drive or used to drive, that phone and tablet and computer and TV that you're watching or hearing this on, the clothes on your back, the food in your mouth, the coffee in your mug, those bedroom slippers that you might be wearing right now, all of it has been given to you by God. And let me tell you, just as a testimony today for me and my family, um, my wife uh, recently lost her job because of the COVID-19 deal. And, and to be honest, at the, at the beginning, we were a little worried about it. But man, let me tell you, God has really provided for us. God really has. Like, like we are blown away just over the past few weeks of God's provision within our lives. And I am called to give back just a little of everything that he's blessed us with. Spurgeon says it best when when he says this, he says, in all of my years of service to my Lord, I have discovered a truth that has never failed and has never been compromised. That truth is that it is beyond the realm of possibilities that one has the ability to outgive God. Listen to it. He says, even if I give the whole of my worth to him, he will find a way to give back to me much more than I gave. See, no matter how much you give, no matter how sacrificial it is, always remember, you cannot outgive God. You can't. Our generosity doesn't only express our love for, for, for Christ, but it also expresses our trust in God. When I give, I know that the money could have gone somewhere else. I know it could have gone to buying those new books that I'm wanting just to put on my shelf. It could have gone to, to paying off something. It could have gone to, uh, taking my wife out or will sometime. Take her out on a nice date night. I mean, I, I know when I give that money could have gone somewhere else, but there is nowhere more important that our money can go than back into God's hands. And when I give, I know that I can trust that he will continue to provide. And hear me say this, guys. This is, this is, there's some junk going around right now. There's this idea that, that you give so that you can be blessed. Let let me tell you this. Is that true? Yes, when you give, God does bless you. He may not bless you with with other money, but God will will make sure that you are provided for. But we don't give out of the motivation to be blessed. That's not why we give. We don't give so that God will reward us. That's That's like we're investing in God. Here, God, here's a little bit of my investment. Now I want my return to be great. That's that. That's the prosperity gospel. We that that's not biblical. But I will say this. We don't give to be blessed. We give because we are blessed. We don't give to be blessed. We give because we are blessed. Jesus says from Acts 20, it is better to give than to receive. We give because of our love for Christ. But not only that. We've seen how how we are to be generous because of what Christ did. We're to be generous because of what Christians are to do. Thirdly, we should be generous because of what the church will do. If you remember from last week, from this passage, verses 32 to 35, the church is united in taking care of the needy among them. People are selling land and property and giving the money to the church so that no one may be in need. Barnabas is giving because of what the church is doing. Ministry. That's why Barnabas is giving to do the work of God. The church is able to accomplish its job of ministry because of generous people like Barnabas who have been transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. The church has sustained and been enriched throughout all the years of history because of generous people who have given for the sake of ministry. This is why God blesses us with things so that we may use our things and our income for his glory. One of my prayers when we first bought our house in in Stanfield, this was seven years ago, was that God would bless us with the opportunity to use this house for community, for people within our church to to, to open up our doors for for people to come and and fellowship and have community with. And then now, now that we are, are officially licensed as foster parents, we are now praying that our house can be used as a, as a hub of ministry for whatever child God brings our way so that we may share the gospel with them and then maybe possibly have a forever home for them. We, we should pray for God to bless us by using the things we have for the sake of ministry. We are to, to be generous because of what the church will do and is doing. Look at your Bibles at Acts 4.37 again. Barnabas, he sold this field. And what does he do with it? He brings the money and lays it at the apostles' feet. What do you? Why do you think Barnabas does this? He lays it at the apostles' feet for a few reasons. One, he's not seeking recognition or credit. He he's only trying to glorify God. He's not like a like a Pharisee where he's waving his his money in the air and showing how much he's he's giving. He's he's doing it. Not to seek glorification, but to give glory to God. He is submitting to the leadership of the church. He is, he is giving his money. And, and not only is he submitting to the leadership of the, of the church, he's trusting those leaders that they would be wise and distributed according to how God wants them to. See, what we must understand is how the church all throughout history has been enriched by these generous givers has been sustained by generous givers. See, the church is, is, the church is able to do the work of ministry because of generous people who have been given much. And we give much because we've been given much. The church is able to do that work of ministry because of men like Barnabas, who have been so changed by Christ that he's willing to give radically for the sake of the gospel. See, here's the thing, church. We are to be generous for the sake of missions. How do you think we send people to other countries, to, 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 to unreached people groups? If we're not the ones going, how do we send people there? Well, not only do we train them up in our, in our own churches, but we provide the money for them to go. We give. This is why we are raising money for the Annie Armstrong Easter offering right now over the next two Sundays. This Sunday and next Sunday for the sake of missions, we are to be generous. We're to be generous to our own local churches because our churches are to be doing the work of ministry within their community, not only by providing the needs of those who are in need, but also by evangelizing and getting the gospel out. We are to be generous because of what the church will do and is doing. And so church, let me ask you to the believer. Let me ask you, are you being generous like Barnabas? This is not this is not us begging for money. Let me tell you, just you know, we are blessed here at Red Cross. But what I am saying is this is a biblical mandate for us. We are to be cheerful givers. We're to be generous because we've been given much. And what we own, what we have is not for us only but is to be used for the glory of God. That includes our money, our possessions, everything we have. And we are to be generous because of what Christ did. Christ was generous enough to give his life on the cross for our sin. He died for us and he spilt his blood generously. We are to be generous because of what Christians are to do. We are to be Christ-like and we're to be generous just like Christ is generous. And we are to be generous because of what the church will do and is doing. That is the work of ministry, the work of God, the work of getting the gospel out, the work of missions. So are you being generous? We too, who have been changed by the gospel, have been given new hearts for the sake of the gospel. And these new hearts should have a desire to give much because we have been given much. When I played basketball, I remember um, the the times when I would actually get the ball, those rare times when I would get the ball. And in my mindset, I'm thinking I'm going to shoot it because I want to make a basket. I want to. I want to do this. I want to accomplish something. But I realized that if I wanted my team to succeed, then I really should pass that ball to somebody who would make that basket. I needed to be generous with it. So church, let me ask you, are you being generous so that the church can succeed? Are you being generous so that God will work through us? I pray that you are. I do. To the unbelievers that are listening, Christ was generous to give His life. He is generous to forgive us, gracious to forgive us of our sin if we would only put our faith and trust in Him. See, this is is what has affected Barnabas. This is why Barnabas was so generous. This is why he was such a man of God, because of what Christ has done. So I pray that if you have not put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, would you do that? Christ was generous enough to give his life so that you can freely receive that gift. To the believer, I pray that your heart is edified and transformed by this. I pray you are encouraged. Let's pray. Father God, we are thankful for your word. We are thankful, Lord, that you were generous to give us your son. You were generous to give us salvation and forgiveness and grace and mercy. So, God, I pray that we are generous. That We are generous with our money like Barnabas, with our things like Barnabas. But I pray that we're generous with our lives like Christ. Help us. Help us as we seek to glorify you. Help us to be generous, God. We love you, we praise you, we thank you, and your son's precious and we pray. Amen.